Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. Topic of today's research, really what young men wish somebody had taught them in seminary or what pastors can do to help young men through internships. So uh, this is Marshall Fan. I have Pastor Chuck Feltz with me. Chuck, welcome back to ReChurch. Thank you, Marshall. It's good to be here. Yeah, so the topic is when I read a blog about this, uh, one person came to mind, and Chuck, that's you. Uh-oh. So I, <laughs> it's good. Because, you know, I mean, personally, so a little transparency here. I had two of my boys in ministry uh, serve different types of internships under you. And I've seen this has just been a pattern in your life. So, again, the topic will be, you know, all right, so pastoral interns. Um, Chuck, very few churches do it. And, That's amazing uh, to me. Yeah, so I think the first time I met you, Brother Marsh, I was out putting mulch in my yard because your son was coming in on a Saturday. Yeah. Just put yep. an internship yep. on a Sunday. And, uh, yep. And that's that, a long time ago. That was many years ago. So, I, uh, so Chuck, again, I mean, God wires all of us a certain way, but also there's the biblical mandate to yes. you know, train younger men, 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. So just give everyone, for those that don't know you, you're a senior pastor at Colonial Hills Baptist Church. Uh, you were at Trinity and Concord for years and did the same thing. Uh, you're at Maranatha and did the same thing. So, I mean, I just always identify Chuck Feltz with training the next generation. So tell us a little bit about how that burden, how God laid that burden on your heart, just as a little background, then we'll get into maybe the how-tos. Well, I think the background burden is exactly from 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Okay. I think that that was sort of made the same commit to faithful men. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege when I graduated from college and went off to seminary of being in a church where they had an extra house. They let my wife and I live in that house, and we did whatever we were told to do. And wow. uh and didn't really realize it at the time. I don't think anybody even used the term, but we were being interned, mm. uh, going through an internship um, ministry. What a blessing yeah. uh, for two years before I entered into youth pastoral ministry. And so I saw the benefit in my life and I have uh, desired to participate that in that for others. Uh, the first time I had an intern, it was way back in 1990 or 1991. And we had two interns come that summer and they, uh, they lived in our home. In fact, our first years wow. of internships, the interns would come and stay with our family until our daughters got old enough to notice that we had interns in the home. <laughs> yeah. And then we said, we've got to figure something else out. Right. But uh, it's always been a tremendous blessing. And I think to date, we've probably had uh, something over 100 interns that we've worked with. Some wow. summertime, most of them summertime, some of them year long. We're working with a year long uh, couple right now and thrilled to be doing that. All right, so in, in the beginning, um, when you started this, was that back when you were youth pastor, or is this when you went into the senior pastor? Yeah, I was a senior pastor, so I would have been uh, probably 30, 31 years old, something like that. Okay. Now you mentioned summer internships. So with uh, all this is coming, I want you to focus through your experience uh, as you've lived this out. So um, there are different lengths of internships. What have you found most profitable and then we can talk about the negatives and positives each. Summer intern versus longer. So what's, what's the most profitable if somebody was trying to start? 
uh, I think they're all profitable. Okay. Because <laughs> the purpose is stated yeah. clearly right. in each one. Right. So if you're fulfilling your purpose, um, then, you know, to God be the glory. But some are internships. Uh, young men come in, you know, typically they're an undergraduate, sometimes graduate students, but they're all typically in student relationships at the time. Okay. Uh, the year-long internships, we have some of them now that are doing, uh, you know, online training while they're interning simultaneous. We've had some that have finished their education and come in and uh, been totally focused on service. Uh, there are some challenges of year-long internships, especially for married couples. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the challenges we faced is uh, typically the wife working. She feels a little less connected than her right. husband to the church. Right. He's interning. Um, we've had uh, interns in the summer that are married, that are still in school, uh, but they're all profitable and all have been a joy as long as we're accomplishing our purpose when we start. Now, uh, and, and you define that purpose for different links for different types of interns? Yes. Would that be right? So, yes. Yeah. So our, our summer internship is uh, very dominantly preaching and administration, huh. uh, very relational. Uh, so what we don't want to have happen is an intern come and find himself riding a lawn tractor all summer and painting the, you know, the shutters. Oh, absolutely. And that happens. That happens. I know. I know. Yeah. So, so we lay out a schedule for the summer. Typically it's a 10 week internship. Okay. And honestly, building that schedule is one of the greatest challenges that I have administratively. And I still do it personally because I want to know what that intern is doing. Okay. Uh, I want them to be connected. Uh, so for instance, if we have a 10 week internship, that intern is going to be teaching Sunday school every Sunday somewhere, whether it's children or youth or adult. Uh, they're going to be preaching on every Wednesday night all summer long. They're going to fill the pulpit for me probably two times during the summer. Wow. Uh, they'll do youth activities. It's a preaching internship. And then administratively, uh, we have, of course, vacation Bible time or jamboree or some other summer outreach. Right. And they're, they're very involved in the administration. They travel to camp with our teens. Uh, we have them in homes of our people, uh, typically two or three uh, dinners every week, which makes it very relational. And they're in my home every week for dinner on Wednesday evening, uh, as well as other times during the summer. So uh, they get to know me a lot. We sit down together every week, but uh, not just formally, but often informally. Everywhere I go, I try to take them with me, whether it's on a visit or planning a funeral or so it's 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 just been a just a joy to see how they respond and and grow through that. So really, I mean, they're observing the struggles, the blessings, the time pressures, everything you're facing. They get real life upfront view of that. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, and that's and what so you want they, them to do, right? Yes, and when they show up, yeah, I like to have the schedule for the ten weeks so ready that I can hand it to them and say, okay, here's what you're doing every Wednesday night, every Sunday for the rest of the summer, which means I have to contact the Sunday school superintendent, the junior church workers and say, can we fit them in here? Can we fit them in there? If it's a rescue mission, when can I get them down there? Uh, so their whole summer is set. That's the work. It probably takes me a, a couple of weeks to get that ready. But then the rest of the summer, I know we're going to meet our purpose. Sure. If we get that together. What right. I don't want to have happen, Marsh, is they show up and every, every morning we're asking, well, what can we do today? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And I think when, when, if you set the expectation level there, okay, then there's something to shoot for. And right. they understand this is not time just to play. There is a purpose in coming. And I think they'll see, okay, this is worth the investment because they're making investment. But 
I, I want, at least from my perspective, the church is making a greater investment than the intern is because they're giving of your time and your research, your your resources and your time in the church. So, all right, so let me ask you this. So let's go back to the church. Uh, when you presented this or how you present it now, I mean, I know it's part of just what Colonial Hills does. Okay, I know that now. Yeah. But let's say a pastor needs to convince his church. All right, folks, this is what it's going to take. It's going to take housing. It's going to take food. It's going to take finances. And it's going to take you being patient, listening to interns preach once or twice. And Sunday school teachers, you know, you got to give up some. So how would you present that? It, it, a church has never done it. Yeah. So I probably would not say to them, it's going to have to take you putting up with them preaching once or twice. <laughs> okay. Let's but, rephrase that. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, on the preaching, that's an interesting just side bit here. Uh, before any young man preaches, I always have them preach it to me. Okay. Aloud. Right. I sit in the auditorium alone with them. And I know that can be kind of a spooky experience for them. But my goal is that they are ready, really, really ready. Yeah. So that when they preach, they have success. They have a, a good experience. And, uh, and our people typically line up and tell them what a great job they did because they yeah. did. Well, they were prepared uh, and you helped them. I mean, you've, you're, yeah, absolutely. you're mentoring them through this. Okay, so that's what I wanted to bring out, the fact that the senior pastor has the opportunity to mentor personally each intern coming through. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so sell, when you say selling it or get offering it to the church, uh, when I started out with this, you know, smaller ministries, uh, we didn't have church housing available. And so I, I actually was bold enough to say, folks, if you're going to be away this summer, if you want somebody to feed your dog and cat and cut your grass, uh, keep your, your home in order, we have interns that will come and live in your homes. Wow. Just sign up out of the Welcome Center. And then, of course, I had to sit down and put together some expectations <laughs> for living in homes about coasters yeah. and wet towels and yeah, yeah. practical stuff that guys need to hear, you know. But uh, we did that for years. And the interns would move from one home to another all summer. That's hard on an intern because you got to pack up and leave. Sometimes people would be gone three weeks, four weeks, and they'd have that lengthy time. Now we have facilities that handle it. Uh, but uh, when we didn't, uh, we, our people let the interns live in their homes. Yeah, uh, they, they, they lived in my home, like I said, for a long time. Yeah. The actual financial commitment of the church is not extraordinary. I like to think in terms of an internship should should provide that student financially with a third to a half of what a one-year tuition would be. Um, so, you know, in today's uh, going rates, uh, if you're, you're talking about $30,000 a year room board and tuition, if it's student intern. So I'd, I'd like to say they come out of the summer, you know, $10,000 to $15,000. So uh, that means we have to budget if we're going to have one intern in. Right. I, I'm going to budget probably a little bit more than half of that in the church budget. And then the rest of it, I'm going to appeal to the folks throughout the summer uh, to give of your sons, to bear the gospel glorious and give of your wealth to speed them on their way and have a really big offering for them. You know, let me just take a side note. I know we'll forget. I run into people that are either in Concord or mainly Concord because that's where our son Marshall was with you. And, and they'll say, Oh, yeah, Marshall did an internship with us. I mean, your people took great pride the, of that relationship and investing, and, and so it wasn't just it wasn't just you. I think from what I've heard your people say, man, they they loved it. Yes, they took ownership of it. 
when our son Chad uh, went back to Concord to be an intern, I was no longer the pastor there, but he got up and he said to the folks, folks, I can't tell you how glad I am to be here today, not just because I grew up here, but quite honestly, the goal of my whole life has been to be an intern. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've seen it presented in such a great way, right? Well, internship yeah. brings uh, fun to the summer. Uh, one of the things that people don't realize, but I, I've come to realize, it's, um, you know, especially the youthful intern, the, the ministerial intern who's a college student, they bring an example to the youth group and to the families yeah. in the church yeah. Yeah. without any preaching, without any, you know, they're just a living example of what we'd right. like our young people to be. And so we're really picky. We want to have a, a young man who has his head screwed on straight, but we want him to be an example and we encourage right. him to that end that, listen, you're here this summer, not just to get what you get, but to give. And the greatest thing you can give is be an example of a God called servant right. uh, in this ministry so that the young people see that's what I need to grow up to be like. All right, so let's go back to the pastor thinking through this. How in the beginning did you get the word out that you would you would like to host interns? And then how did you filter to get the right match philosophically with that? So I, I pretty much talked to friends. Hey, do you know anybody that's studying for ministry? And then we went from there. Uh, believe it or not, uh, the first two interns that we had way back when, one of them was uh, Brent Savinsky, oh, brother, yeah. Yeah, brother Jerry's son, who you know yeah. shows you how long we've been doing this. Sure. And his intern buddy was uh, Steve Pace. So one was wow. from one college, one from another. Um, but they showed up and became a great team together. And, and then once you've established it and you've had a good intern, uh, right. I really leaned on those interns to go back to school and find the right guys for us. Good. Okay. And their, their, their input, their recommendation is golden because they know who we are, right. who their friends are. And that stream tended to continue. All right. Now, when you do your internship, were there any, any books that you have found that you make them read during the summer or is this just them observing or how, how do you, how do you, what do you think? Yeah, typically that? a couple of books during the summer, you know, maybe okay. one a month or one every three weeks. So uh, we've done things like spiritual leadership by Oswald Sanders. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done books on preaching like Adam's purpose in preaching or yeah. uh, Braga on propositional preaching. Yeah. Uh, not taking for granted that they've already had preaching classes, knowing sure. that they're going to be facing that head on uh, two to three times a week all summer long. So we deal with that pretty early on. Uh, maybe a book on counseling, maybe competent to counsel. Mm -hmm. Some of the fundamental books that, you know, don't take it for granted that they've uh, read those books that have been foundational to your ministry. Sure, sure. Pass those on, yeah. All right, so um, is anyone on your current staff, did they come through as an intern? Two fellows on the staff today. Right now, okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, so Andy Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Andy was an intern, yeah. a summer intern, I think two summers, then an, a year-long intern. Okay. And now he's our singles pastor. Uh, ben Hicks was a summer intern with us two summers, and uh, he was our singles pastor. Now he's uh, more focused on adult discipleship right. and writing for Sunday school materials. Uh, over the years, we've had many fellows that have come through internships and been then assistant pastors when they graduate. All right, so um, you also, of course, I know you have multiple staff people with you there at Colonial Hill. So this also can almost be a a year long. How do I say this the right way? A, a year long um, proving session, or uh, you know, you really then you know what you're getting, and they know what they're getting into, right? So the culture of the church, they learn the culture, and right. you know they understand the culture, and they would be a fit for your staff. Is that a, yeah. is that a fair way to say it? That's very fair, and, and it just becomes fun. 
yeah. it can it can be very difficult bringing in someone over a weekend that you don't know. Right. When Andy Montgomery uh, was uh, candidating to be our children's pastor, he was voted on on a Sunday evening, and his vote was two hundred and something to I think three. <laughs> and our son Chase was uh, maybe three or four. He really loved Andy, and uh, so I announced the vote from the pulpit in front of a pretty good sized congregation on Sunday night, and I said. So, folks, we're glad to be able to announce that Pastor Andy has this vote 200-something to three, and loud enough for people about five rows to hear it. Chase, who was still a preschooler, said, who'd vote against Andy? <laughs> <laughs> but, Amen. yeah, I mean, when yeah. you've had a guy yeah. for the summer, you have yeah. confidence that sure. uh, this is the guy that God's brought to us. And not only for Colonial Hills, but I know that a lot of people, if they're searching, you're one of the first go-to people. Say, hey, I need a youth pastor, I need a, you know, whatever, because you've had so many men, you know, come through your ministry that, that people, right. I mean, they go to you to see who you would recommend. We've had a lot of contacts to that end. Yeah. And been very good to us. We've had very fine interns. So what would you say, um, would be some tremendous unexpected blessings? I mean, think back hundred interns over these years, um, those blessings we never could calculate going into this. What would be something like that, Chuck? So one I just shared, just having them be an example to the young people in your church. Uh, Two, having them be an encouragement to everyone in the church that God is still calling men out. Mm -hmm. Those are not things that you'd sit down and think, this is why we should do it. Right. But unexpected blessings. Uh, For me as a pastor, quite honestly, I think it's kept me more current uh, because they're coming from the classroom into my office, carrying with them the, the conversations that are going on right. in the educational milieu. And that's been really a blessing. Um, one of the unexpected blessings is just keeping the summer uh, so full of uh, joy and activity. Uh, our interns are able to come in with new energy and vibrancy. Right. And if we can keep them directed, um, the summer doesn't get old. Yeah, because you're coming off a busy academic year. You kind of going to that lull between June and September. So the interns come in and provide a lot of fresh look, a lot of fresh energy, right? And some of the energy when you're doing summer outreaches, like a vacation Bible school or something like that, having fellows that are all in Mm -hmm. 24 seven, you know, you're going to take a camp trip uh, and a youth pastor or a lay worker can tell you that can be a very tedious challenge, whether it be lining up the trailer or other things. There's some of those things that they can do because they're just living here all the time. Right. And uh, that's a real blessing, which, by the way, uh, you need to, to look at how you pay your interns. Uh, the IRS today will will be asking the question, are they le- legitimately making at least minimum wage? So when um, I say they're here 24-7, you still want to be careful that uh, the rate that they end up with at the end of the summer is, is fair and reasonable. Got it. Very good. All these. You don't think about that. I know. You just don't think about it. All right, so um, so what would be on the other side, unexpected challenges? Uh, well, sometimes they can do things that uh, you'd say, no, 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 no. Um, we, don't, we don't go that way. That's not in agreement with our philosophy. Um, you know, we have to uh, let them know that it's, this is not a dating opportunity. Uh, so, you know, cool your jets when it comes to the summer. Uh, we, we get a little bit more open towards such things when they're in graduate school uh, but I remember when I was a student in neighborhood Bible time would recruit all the uh, fine young men to go out and preach, you know, and uh, I think Dr. Holmes at the time, let those guys have 
uh, either one letter, I think it was one letter they could write to their sweetheart a week. Keep them focused. We're not quite yeah, there, yeah, right. uh, but we want to say, hey, stay focused on the ministry. Right. Uh, be time for dating at other times. Now, do you have them sign an agreement or is this verbal? How do you handle the expectations? We, yeah, we, we sign a, an agreement um, typically during the school year for summer internship. Okay. We let them know when it starts, when it ends, uh, what the general expectations are along the way, including uh, the fact that you'll be uh, really a, a significant part of our pastoral staff. And so the expectations of pastoral uh, ministry are yours to carry. And uh, we want them to know this isn't just a student uh, you know, class. You're actually on the pastoral staff. You're going to attend all the deacons meetings, all the pastoral staff meetings. Um, you know, If we're involved in a finance uh, situation, you're going to be at the finance committee. I want them to see everything. Amen. All right, so for, again, for our listeners, um, Dr. Chuck Phelps, Colonial Hills Baptist Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. So you can look at his website and, and all that they do there. So any other um, – all right, so let's say we have an intern, a potential intern listening to this, uh, a young man who may be weighing – you know, it's not required for him to do this, but he's weighing out, okay, do I go home and get a job? Do I go work at a summer camp or – this internship in Colonial Hills, you know, what, 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 so what would you tell him, you know, if he's, if he's weighing so, those things? Yeah. So I think when a person's weighing out what they do with their summer in particular, uh, or doing for doing for an internship, um, or even for work while they're studying, right. People, 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 you need to be involved in ministry of people. Ministry is people. So obviously you're going to be studying God's word and, and, uh, but, but you want to be in something where, you can connect with people. Now you're going to do that as a counselor, yeah. uh, as a Christian camp. And that's a good thing, right. but you're not going to have the preaching experiences. You're not going right. to have the church administration experiences. You're not going to have the breadth of experience with the four generations that are always in front of us while at a Christian camp. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm positive to the Christian camp. Oh, sure. Experience. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times guys will lock themselves in three, four years of, uh, or, uh, you know, ministry in a Christian camp. And I think that's that's going to be unfortunate because yeah. when you first start in church ministry, you know, church ministry is not camp ministry. They're, no. they're, and you have to really wrestle in your heart. Are you called to pastoral ministry? And if you are, or, or teaching ministry, um, in both those capacities, the summer internship that's well-planned is going to yeah. be miles ahead. Yeah. And, and so let me, let me just throw this out there and you can comment and we can kind of wrap it up. So we know there's a subjective and objective call to the ministry. You know, vocational ministry, it's got to work. We got to desire it. And, you know, some, but the church needs to recognize it. So we have those two things going on. So wouldn't you think that an internship would help a man confirm that this is God's calling on his life as he gets a chance to really do pastoral internship for, for 10 weeks? Wouldn't it? Would that be a huge confirmation in his life? Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, those preaching experiences are so important where they can see that God has given them the skill set to share God's word in an effective uh, manner, that they can be encouraged by the saints. One of the, right. I think one of the demonstrations of a true calling is God's people see it in you. There you go. Yeah. And so for older saints that know the Lord to come to a young man and say, I can really see uh, God's enabling in your life, the gifts that God has given to you. Uh, that's that's a super important thing. I agree because I mean, it, it, ministry is hard anyway. I mean, you know, it's only by God's grace any of us stay in it. 
But I think there's that confirmation that as, as he see as a man, a young man can come in and see older men and younger men as you know, your staff doing ministry and just seeing God's grace living through you yeah. as you're answering the call of God in your life. I think that's just such a great encouragement for a young man to say, okay, yes, God, you've called me to do this, or maybe, maybe I haven't, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And what you said there is interesting too. And it's really part of the philosophy we want to maintain. So interns need to be able to observe. <laughs> Sometimes you learn more by observation, but that's not all they need to do. And we really want to make our internship something where as the Lord sent them out two by two and they came back for instruction and correction, even mm. um, we want to be sure that our interns are being sent out doing so that they can experience through doing uh, the power of the Lord. Right. Uh, they can have some mistakes that they can make that can be right. corrected. Um, but, but I don't, I don't want them just to come and, and watch. I want them to come and participate. Sure. All right, so now when the 10 weeks is over, I mean, I know with our boys, you, y'all give a love offering, they're loved on, they're, you know, it's just a great celebration time. But is there a, do you have a sit-down formal review or how do you do, how do you go back and, and help a young man say, okay, these are some areas, you know, to be working on, let's rejoice in these other areas. Is that a personal interview or written interview? How do you do that at the end of the summer? Yeah, I'll be confessional on that. I'm, I'm probably not the best on that. Okay. Um, I'm really good at moment by moment okay. analysis. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but at the end of the time, most of the interns, uh, the ministerial department where they come from, if they're in a student relationship, they're going to want the, the mentoring pastor to give a report. Okay. And so those reports are pretty thorough. And okay. I always go over that with the guy. So that, that gives them that that input. So if they're coming from a school that's built in from the school side and you, okay, that was kind of what I was wondering. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Phelps, any closing comments on this great topic? Again, thanks for your time. You've lived it, you do it. So anything else that comes to your mind on your heart regarding this, both to pastors, deacons, and potential interns? Well, we need to be praying the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers because um, quite honestly, uh, the labor pool is not what it once was. Right. We don't have the number of fellows involved in, in uh, youthful training uh, for ministry. So uh, whether it be summer, we focused on that a lot, or year-long, you know, year-long internships might be some people that are sitting right in front of you in your yeah. church family yeah. who are, you know, going to rise up and be called to ministry in your service. The, the key thing for me about internship is pastor or whoever that leader might be designated to be, you have to make real sure that you've uh, administratively watched over that. So the person isn't coming in morning by morning saying, what do I do today? Right. You know, be purposeful on putting together that calendar and then building those job expectations so that they can say, yeah, I'm, I'm punching off the list and I'm accomplishing these things. Amen. Amen. Well, I know the impact it had on two of my sons. So thank you. And I've seen it throughout others that have come through your ministry as interns. So personally, thank you. And in others, uh, you can, again, go to Colonial Hills Indy and look at their website and contact Pastor Phelps through that if you need to. But I really, uh, Chuck, thank you. And, thank you, uh, Mark. Yeah, Bless you can, to talk about. Okay. All right, brother. Thank you very much. God bless. Okay. You too. Bye then. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.